Welcome to the Hypnosis NGH Podcast. This podcast series offers a fun and serious look at hypnosis and offers various ideas, discuss case studies, along with NGH educational opportunities. This is Jeremy Basham with the NGH headquarters, and uh, today's podcast is with our guest, uh, Cal Banyan uh, from Texas. Cal, how are you today? Man, oh man, if I was doing any better, I just did, wouldn't know what to do with myself. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Jeremy. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining me. You know, you and I have known each other for many years now, and uh, but I'd like to let our viewers know. How um, how did you get started in the, in the profession? You know, one thing I want to say, you say many years. And so I've been in this profession about 27 years. And I've gone to the convention every time it was available, which means every time except the COVID time. And so we plan on just keep going. It's uh, the most important event in the world of hypnosis. So I don't miss it. I'm there. And uh, to see all my good friends like you, Dr. Damon, uh, the people who are the movers and shakers. And so I'm just honored to be a part of it. How did I get started? Well, the short version of it was I grew up in a family that had a hypnotist in it. Now, I never saw him do any hypnosis, but he was my grand uncle, my grandmother's brother. And they would talk about hypnosis. And so for me, it wasn't some kind of spooky, weird thing. And so, you know, I had this, this, this seed of interest. And then when I was in the Air Force, one of the first uh, classes I took at a community college, and I'm talking about 1975, uh, was a psychology course. And it just so happened that my professor was interested in hypnosis, and he recommended some books on hypnosis. And so I started reading those books. And before you knew it, I was a hobby hypnotist, making my friend's hands float in the air and all that kind of stuff. And I got more serious, and I started reading books like John G. Watkins, um, former uh, president of the APA. And uh, he wrote a book about war neurosis and got me interested in age aggression. And so that was like the early kernels of it. And later on, I decided to actually go into the world of psychology. And I went to the University of North Dakota and got my bachelor's degree in psychology. And the interesting thing was, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, wow, maybe this is where I learn about professional hypnotism. Because a friend of mine who was a clinical psychologist knew something about hypnotism, so that was it. So I went through the, the bachelor's degree program, and guess what? You know, hypnosis is relegated to a footnote in the history of psychology sometime around Freud. So then I got accepted in the master's D program master's program for psychology and i thought ah, they save this stuff for graduate school right i went all the way through my master's degree got that and discovered that it was the same thing that hypnosis pretty much relegated to the history of hypnosis sometime around freud so then i got accepted and went into a phd program clinical psychology went through all the coursework for that and guess what Ditto. Same thing all over again. There was one professor at the university that did it, but he never taught about it, never talked about it. It was like, I don't know, like hypnosis was his dirty little secret or something. It was not something that he held out for us to learn from. I never got my PhD. I kind of burnt out on the whole thing and went to work with uh, doing work as a uh, 
family therapist for Lutheran Social Services. And that was in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And then a momentous thing happened. There's this old saying that if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. And if you've been going to the NGH convention, you've seen me, you know my wife, Maureen. And Maureen comes from Singapore, which is like a metropolitan island, like Manhattan in, the, in Southeast Asia. And so she was a big city girl living in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Now I loved it there. But the problem was, is she really wanted a more metropolitan kind of area. So I moved to where I was working as a family therapist to a suburb of Minneapolis-St. Paul, which was a different state from North Dakota to Minnesota, which meant if I was going to continue to do that kind of work, I had to go back to school or I had to you know, finish my PhD or get licensed. And I go, oh, I just don't really want to do that. And then there's a little voice in the back of my head. Remember hypnosis? Remember hypnosis? There's a thing called hypnosis and hypnotherapy and hypnotism. And so I thought, let me look into that. So I started looking into that and I got myself enrolled in an NGH approved uh, hypnosis program and got done with that. And then I was like a man on fire. What I was doing is, so one thing about graduate school, it's different from high school and undergraduate school is they, they teach you how to master anything, master's degree. You go out and you do a, a literature review and you set up research and blah, blah, blah. And so I really took that kind of approach to this profession. And so I was reading everything, watching everything, listening to everything. And then boom, I went out and opened my own hypnosis center. It had three offices for hypnotists and me. And Maureen, who was acting as, as uh, the, the boss in the background, making all the business stuff work. And one of the things was, I was, I was really nervous all the time getting started. And I think any hypnotist knows what that's like. And one of the things I was doing besides reading hypnosis and hypnotherapy stuff was, gosh, I was in a business. And I read this book called The E-Myth, which stands for The Entrepreneurial Myth. And one of the things that Gerber says in there is, if you want to have a successful business, it should be set up as if it was a franchise. And he talked about the power of franchises, and we all know about McDonald's and quick oil change places and these things. What happens is they get a model that works, and then they replicate it. And so I said to myself, that's what I need. I need a model that works. And so I started putting together what I'm famous for now, Five Path, which is five-phase advanced transformational hypnosis, which is what I did is I took the most powerful techniques available for the modern hypnotist, instant inductions, depth testing, convincers, age regression, parts work of different kinds, and put it into a systematic approach where each phase, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five, optimized the next phases. And my gosh, after about a year, I had that worked out into a the basic form of what it was. And what happened was my confidence, my competence, and my returns and good compliments from clients was really good. So I started adding other hypnotists to where I got up to a point where there were six hypnotists working out of our center. And they all got trained in five path. And so they could get that same consistent results. And so uh, what that has resulted in is really just successful hypnosis practice, uh, and like I wrote about in a recent uh, edition of the journal, the Five Path Special Interest Group, for over 20 years, the National Guild of Hypnotists has recognized the Five Pathers, that's what we call ourselves, as a special interest group because we have this common approach to doing hypnosis. And so with that, uh, now I run 
I, I guide those people and, and train those people and all five pathers get certified by the NGH and become members of the NGH. And I encourage them all to come to the NGH convention where they can rub elbows with other hypnotists and the leadership. And we just have a really good time. How's that? That's awesome. Yeah. Two yeah, minute version. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Cal, throughout the years, have you yourself had any um, or mentors that you've uh, learned through or uh, people that you would consider your mentors in, in the profession? Well, yeah, you know, and like I mentioned, John G. Watkins. Now, I never met him in person, but he was a pioneer in age regression, working with what they call back then war neurosis, which we call PTSD now. And so really studying his work. Uh, Gil Boyne, Jerry Kine, uh, and never met Charles Tebbets, but him, you know, reading, watching his videos, uh, these kinds of people, gosh, I could go on um, as far as, uh, you know, really, let's see, as far as like direct suggestion work, um, Don Martin for his, what a great direct suggestion hypnotist and, and so on. So yeah, you know, nobody gets anywhere without benefiting from the work of the people that came before them. You know, I say like intelligence is defined as the ability to learn from experience. And the most intelligent don't only learn from their own experience, they learn from the experience of the, the, the frontiers men and women who came before us. Sure. And it, it's really neat to see, um, you know, it come full circle with now um, your students and your five bathers uh, you're, you're a major mentor in their lives. Um, what, what would you say is, is a, one of the more, most important traits for a hypnotist to have? Gosh, you know, perseverance, seriousness, goal-orientedness. But probably one of the most important things is you got to be a true believer. You know, this, uh, these, sometimes people get into it, like, as, as, a, as like, oh, I'm going to do this business thing, but I don't know if hypnosis is real. You've got to know that hypnosis is real because you're going to have those naysayers out there. Ah, hypnosis, don't like that. But then if you want to come back and go, I understand how you feel that way. But if you'd seen what I've seen and experienced what I've experienced, then you'd know it's a real, real thing. Uh, that 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 must be considered seriously. Now I know you're uh, you're really busy with your organization, the Five Path um, Group. Um, do you see clients today uh, in your own practice, or is it more uh, that you're doing more administrative work and and working with the your students? You know, that's, uh, a, that's a perfect segue from the mentor who you learn from. Nowadays, and for several years, my the people who teach me are my clients. I'm still in there. Now, I don't see clients like I used to. I used to see four or five clients four or five days a week. I mean, just doing it, doing it, doing it, which was awesome because that helped me to really put together five paths, seven paths, these kinds of things, and fine tune it over the years. But still, my growth and my inspiration comes from both teaching Okay, and seeing clients because those are not my mentors, but now my teachers because they keep bringing their own challenges, their own things. And so it's my way of, of keeping my feet on the ground and say, hey, you know, I'm not just teaching, you know, I, I use this, what I'm 
every week with real clients that come in and pay me, you know, around $500 a session right, to, to work with them. So yeah, then that's, and that's when people pay you that, at least when they do me, it brings up a real sense of, Hey, this can't be fluff. I can't be going see to my plan of my pants. I need to know what I'm doing. So yeah, I think that's really important. Now there's people who don't see clients or didn't see clients anymore that be worth studying from, for example, Orman McGill. I don't know if in the last five years of his of his time on earth and going to the convention that he was still seeing clients, but definitely someone like that was someone I would sit at his feet and listen and learn. Absolutely. Ormond uh, was such a special person in our profession. Right. Uh, it's, it's really nice to hear uh, some of the some of the names you've brought up during this uh, podcast, you know, Charles Tevitz and Orma McGill. Um, and really some of the, some of the, the pioneers of the early goings of the NGHA and the profession. Um, I, I remember going to, to, you know, even my younger years of um, before I was actually involved with the National Guild of working security at the uh, NGH conventions and uh, running into to gentlemen like Orman and uh, Charles Tevitz and uh, there's so many, so many of them out there that, you know, have, have just uh, really special people. And, and you can tell how, how they were when you just started talking to them. No, uh, I mean, Orman would pretty much stop and talk to anybody and everybody and treat you all the same and treat everybody the same, uh, no matter who you are. And uh, that, that was really something that, that I, I felt was special throughout the years. You know, you, like you really just grew up in this profession and really, you know, we're, we're very glad to have you doing what you're doing for the NGH now, because, you know, it's not just classroom stuff and you know, not to belittle this in any way, but it's not just client stuff. It's having rubbed elbows with those greats and really eat, sleep and drink kind of the hypnosis profession before you ever hypnotize anyone. Right, right. Well, let's uh, talking about the NGH convention. You, uh, you know, we're really excited about this this August and uh, the 2023 convention. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you'll be teaching at, at this year's conference? Okay. Now I'm known for my checklist. Oh, this checklist is not. There we go. There is a checklist. There, <laughs> it's a disappearing checklist. That's a magic trick. Okay. okay. Anyway, I I'm excited because you know my goal. When I come to the convention, besides having a good time and meeting my old friends over and over again, is to really help hypnotists step up so that they can be, as we, Dr. Damon and me always talked about, confident, competent, and then professional hypnotists so that if they want to, they can actually have a money-making business where they're going in, helping people, getting paid, and so that they don't have to do something else like selling used cars or something to support their business. Because when you, if you want to be full-time, or even if you want to be a serious part-timer, you having a sideline like that can be really difficult for a lot of people to be focused. So with that, one of the things that I'm really excited about is like I talked about John G. Watkins and age regression and war neurosis. Well, Thank goodness, age regression is good for more than just that. Every problem has a beginning. So I'm going to do a two-hour workshop on 
the time tunneling technique. I think the official title is break through your limits with your client and your breakthrough. Sometimes I read so good. Break through your limits and your client's limits with the modern effective time tunneling technique, even if you've never been trained in age regression. So what if I offered you an age regression technique that you could use on yourself or on your clients that would be fast, effective, and transformational? I've, to me, age regression has always been the, the royal, highest, most powerful technique for hypnotists. And, and whether you think that or not, you've got to admit it's got to be one of the most important techniques. The time tunneling technique can be used as an instantaneous induction. It can use, be used as age regression as part of a normal hypnosis session. And it can be used as a form of self-hypnosis. Now, here's what's going to be really cool. I've done this only once or twice before at the NJH convention. I'm going to give a, a little mini in this talk background on why, what uh, age regression is, what the terminology is, well, how it works, and a, and a thing I call hypersuggestibility, which makes suggestions extra special sticky. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite anybody who wants to participate. They just stay in their seat, okay, and experience a silent personal transformation within themselves. They don't have to say anything to anybody. They don't have to tell anybody that anything. And I'm going to guide them through the time tunnel technique so they can experience the time tunnel. I know that if you do it well, one of the highest rated and most sought after talks at the NJH conventions are the experiential ones. And so I think every time I've done this, there's tears because there's a thing that happens that's like alchemy. We carry these things around inside of us that are like lead. They're heavy. They don't feel good. And what we can do when work is done right, no matter what kind of work it is, we can do this kind of alchemy where we change lead into gold. And the gold in this case is gratitude. To go from old feelings of fear, anger, guilt into a state of gratitude for whatever benefits might happen because of that difficult time in the past. And so I'm really excited about doing that. What do you think of that, Jeremy? Oh, I think that's great. And, you know, that, that, uh, uh, really, uh, the demonstrations, you're right, that the, the, the changes that you see in people and the demonstrations being held by the presenters at the conference, those are the, some of the most powerful uh, presentations that we do come across. Um, and, and we get the most, you know, reviews from, uh, you know, a lot of attendees. Wow, that was amazing. I, I couldn't, uh, you know, just just to see the actual transformation happen in front of you um, is is so cool. Yeah, and and to you know, and you're there with people you know, right? And so you kind of get that third party validation. We go, wow, look what's happening to John. Look what's happening to Mary. Oh my gosh, I got to talk to Pete about that afterwards. And it creates a buzz that creates an excitement at, at the convention. I'm going to do two workshops like that. So that was the two hour. Then I'm going to do, do you mind if I go to the next one? No, that's oh, great. Yep. Okay. So the next one that's going to be like that is the mind, body, spirit journey of seven past self-hypnosis begins. And this is also going to be one of those experiential workshops. 
So the seven path self-hypnosis is typically integrated with five path, but some people will just do seventh path self-hypnosis by itself. And I'm going to tell you something exciting. So one of my students that graduated uh, January of last year is a psychiatrist. He's not just a psychiatrist. He's a psychiatrist professor at a major medical school. And he, he started learning my seven path and he, and he got so excited to, he came into my class and he took my course. And then he got done with the course. He went back to the hospital. Now, I typically don't work pe with people with serious mental problems, but that's his cup of tea. I know Seven Path works with normal, everyday people with normal, everyday problems. But he said, well, let me try it with some other folks, right? And I was on the call with him uh, a couple months after the class for something. And he says, Cal, let me tell you what happened. I'm teaching this Seven Path to some of my patients, and they're all getting better. And he says, let me tell you about this one guy. He has dysthymia, and dysthymia means incapable of feeling happy. That's a layman's description. In, he can, he's 60-something years old and cannot remember a time in his life when he was happy. And then he started doing seven-pass self-hypnosis, and, and he came to my office. He goes, I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, and it just went in because seven, and, and now what he's done, this, I go, go on to talk a little about this a little bit more. He has this is now working to put together a scientific research program out of that medical school. It's a UNLV in Las Vegas medical school, beautiful campus, wonderful college. And they're going to start teaching this to new medical schools, medical students, because they have a problem with burnout. And this is going to be uh, a study that can go on for years as they go through the medical school and measure that. Now that's very cool, but here's another thing. Some of the other psychiatrists and, and maybe even psychologists, I'm not sure if he said psychologists, but he said some of the other psychiatrists are coming to him to learn seven path because they're hearing about it. So this is no, you know, pie in the sky, imaginary fluffy kind of thing. What is oh, it? That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. And well, so what is it is a mind, body, spirit approach where you integrate your higher power into this process, whatever that is for you. And it works like the very first antivirus software for the human mind. So like you get a brand new computer, it works so good. It's fast. Everything click, click. Oh, it's amazing. But then after a while, you know, a year or two later, maybe even sooner, after you've, you know, downloaded this email and that file and gone to that website, now it's running kind of clunky. It's it's messed up and sometimes it just crashes, right? That's like us. When we come into this world, everything is working fine. And then as we go through life, we download some files, beliefs, we experience emotions that cause us to be much less than optimized. Sometimes we just get stuck. So seven path goes in. And it's an, there's up to nine re recognitions where hypnotic suggestions you give yourself that are designed to resonate with specific issues, and it finds them and neutralizes them. That's why it can be done in the privacy of your own mind. And, but it can also be done very powerfully with um, uh, like five path hypnosis. And then what I would do is in between sessions, 
they are practicing these powerful self-hypnosis techniques. And so every single session I say, I start off with, well, how are we doing? What kind of improvements are you, are you experiencing? And they just move along so much more quickly. So seven past self-hypnosis you can use as an adjunct to other kind of hypnotic techniques you're using, like five path or whatever. And then you can use it by itself, but probably most importantly, it's not just for clients. I could not be the person I am now if I didn't do seven path every day because it's a way to neutralize. You know, we still live in this world of all this negative programming. And so now for me, it was first a form of personal transformation. And now it's just good mental, physical, emotional hygiene, just like brushing your teeth every day. You don't just brush your teeth once and be done with it, right? Because we live in this world where there's negativity and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to be teaching how to use it as an induction on a client no induction just boom right into um the, into self-hypnosis just like the time tunnel boom you can use the time tunnel as instant into age regression i'm very much into efficiency as much as efficacy you see and then let me see i got my list here. i don't want to leave any of that out human transformation before your eyes yes in class everybody's going to learn the first two recognitions and how to do the technique and we'll have some practice time in class and then some people are going to experience some mega changes right there within that free class and then what's going to happen is they can continue to use those recognitions from then on because it's not seven path was not invented to be a event it was invented to be a process all right. So, Cal, just for clarification, um, seven seven path is a self hypnosis um, type uh, modality compared to the your five path, which is a hypnotist uses with a client. Right? Is that correct? Right. Thank you for the opportunity to clear that up. So, five path, five phase advanced transformational hypnosis, is a systematic approach with all those powerful techniques. Right, and then. Seventh path self-hypnosis is the mind-body-spirit antivirus software program that we can teach our clients or use ourselves. Yes. Okay. You, clear that up. Cool. Absolutely. And, you know, so I got this question for you. What if I offered you a class where you could learn and experience a self-hypnosis technique proven so powerful and effective even in difficult cases, like a medical school is investigating it, would you like to attend that workshop and attend the NGH convention? Absolutely, right. Okay. So how about five path? Because we've been mentioning it, but I haven't really talked about it yet. Five path is the other workshop I'm going to be doing. It's called the Quantum Leap, Hypnosis and Hypnotherapy with a Systematic Approach. No more guessing. Too many hypnotists find themselves more nervous and more worried than they need to be because they feel like they're making it up as they go along. They, I remember when I first started, it was like, oh, what am I going to do with this person? Am I going to do age regression? I love age regression. Or am I going to do direct suggestion? Or am I going to do guided visualization? Or am I just going to teach them self-hypnosis? I'm going to just read a script, you know, and, and they're like that. What if there was a systematic approach that would work with virtually 
every client that could come in. The main exception is if you're just working with pure pain management. This is not useful for that. However, all pain management does have an emotional component and that five path could be used for that. So if you could be more confident, okay, more consistent in your sessions and that workshop was offered at the NGH convention, would you be there? Yes, because I think that that's something we all want. So it is so unique and so powerful that, as I said before, it's accepted as a special interest group by the NGH. And I think there's only two others. You can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. That's NLP and then the chaplains or ministers. Correct. Right, right. So, and this is a proven system that's being used all around the world. Thousands of hypnotists have been trained in it. And there's, and what that does is it provides us proof that it works. It provides also help because we are a community of hypnotists. Once you get the certification, now this is not a certification course in five path that takes, you know, like seven days to get that certification. But I'm going to give you the basic structure so that you have an idea of whether that would be right for you or not. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So it has something that I've met that even psychologists have trouble with, and that is secondary gain. And a lot of hypnotists are having trouble with this. They don't even know what it is. Secondary gain is when there's something in the environment that is causing, that is reinforcing the old behavior or demanding it. For example, if you're getting money because you have a disability, it's hard to let go of that disability because you lose the money. What if all your social needs are being required by drinking and you got a drinking problem or drugs and you got a drug problem? So not everybody needs this fifth phase called parts mediation work, a special kind of parts work that's based on the actual mediation model that can just resolve that stuff. So uh, that's what we want. We want competent, confident, and for those who want to do it, uh, a money-making professional system of hypnosis, like a franchise, but you don't have to have a franchise. Cool. Well, Cal, you, you really have some great classes coming up. I know everybody will you know, really benefit by taking these courses with you. Um, before, before, we, uh, before we end, I just uh, wanted to ask you, why would you tell other hypnotists um, or, or say to other hypnotists why, why you should attend the NGH conference? Well, okay, so there's some things about the National Guild of Hypnotists. Like my five-path group, they're five-path. They're interested in five-path. But the NGH, in its wisdom, created a place where all different kinds of ideas come together. And you can find stuff you didn't even know you wanted, you weren't even searching for. As you, So that's important, just for your own personal education. And you'll hear stories from successful hypnotists of how they've built a practice or how they've been successful. And that's extremely confidence building and motivational. So if you want to be more motivated, more educated, and if you've got an open mind, you've got to go to the NGH convention. You'll be like me and want to come back year after year. 
Well, Cal, I thank you very much for taking uh, time from your busy schedule to join us today and our NGH uh, members with the NGH podcast. Uh, we, we look forward to seeing you in August. All right. I want to thank you and all the NGH staff who are amazing. Yeah, Julie, who helps put the journal together. All of you. All right. That's it. Cal Banyan signing off. Bye, Cal. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. You're welcome to share your ideas for future podcasts by emailing us, ngh podcast at ngh.net.